You know, we're continuing in this series from the book of Acts, and we've been looking at some amazing characters such as Peter and Paul as we've seen the early church truly start to form it and take root and catch on fire with this mission to go and make more and better disciples throughout all the land, through Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. One of the very same core values that we do have here is Canyon Hills. And so this morning, we're going to be continuing in this Fresh Start series, taking a look at how they had their old lives and were able to make something new and it's something exciting that came from the other side of it. We're going to look at Paul and Barnabas, but before we do that, go ahead and take a look at this. Hi, my name is Erin Lynn, and I'm excited to tell you about the journey that I've been on in 2018. It was definitely a transitional year for me in my faith. I always considered myself a Christian, was involved in church, and did worked in ministries, did things like that, but I just never really dove deep. And I noticed early in 2018 that I had kind of put the Lord at the wayside. I had pretty much walked away. I wasn't attending church. I wasn't plugged in. And I noticed the huge change that was going on in my life. There was financial struggles. There was relational struggle. And I knew that God was trying to get my attention. And I really just began praying about what his plan was for me. I knew I needed to get involved in a church. I knew that I needed to find um, accountability and a group that I could meet with and talk with and would be there. But I didn't know what, where that was or how that was gonna happen. Some events in fall of 2018 brought me back to Canyon Hills. I knew instantly that I was home and I knew this was where I was supposed to be and the Lord opened my eyes and put people in my life almost instantaneously to make that happen. And I already have some opportunities to get plugged in that I never would have thought it, you'd have told me in January of 2018 that I would be doing. And I'm really excited to see what the Lord has in store for me. I'm excited about the accountability and I'm excited to make that fresh start. Good morning. How's everybody doing? That's good. That's good. That's a good answer. So you guys have seen that video before because you always are here every week, right? And so that was on the first, first week that we did this Fresh Start series. And we're excited about what God is doing as we move through these chapters of the Bible where we see these guys do these fresh starts. Uh, we also have a verse that goes along with this series. It comes from Philippians 3.13. It says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, everything that is behind, and straining toward what is ahead as we move forward, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's the prize I want. That's the prize I think you want. And so this series is about moving forward and planting some new seeds in our life, these new fresh start things, which goes along with these trees that are getting bigger and bigger every week. And you notice as they get bigger, all this around also starts to grow. And it's very symbolic. I, I, I know you see the symbolism here of as you grow, all the things around you, family and friends, also begin to sprout up some new growth. You guys see that? It's pretty powerful, right? <laughs> So I have to thank the Bells each week that do this. Uh, we had to get a flatbed truck for next week because it's going to be as big as this 
I don't know how big it is, but it's going to be really big. Um, but thank you for doing that. But I hope, uh, if you haven't been here, if this is your first time, this is started out as a little scrawny palm tree, and each week it gets bigger. And the concept, as you probably just heard, was if you'll plant things now, they will grow and get stronger and bigger and better, and God will do more and more. Just like when you plant in your yard in the spring, it takes a bit, but by the fall, you begin to see growth, and each year it grows bigger and bigger. So take the time now to plant these seeds of what God's doing. Which brings us to this. This is your Fresh Start card. It's inside your bulletin. Hopefully this one is, you've, you already have one at home that you're beginning to fill up because next week you bring this torn part off and drop it in the offering or drop it in the box outside because the following week, I've already told Carlos, he's going to get up here, he's going to share every one of these and how many people did this and this and this. And if it's like two and three and two, that's going to be really sad. We need, we need much bigger numbers. So take the time and fill this out. Make sure it's done and bring this back with you next week. All right? We are in Acts chapter 13. If you have your Bibles, open up to that chapter. Or if you have your phone, open up your app to this particular chapter, Acts 13. And this is when Paul and Barnabas are really commissioned out. And they're going to hit the island of Cyprus. I'm going to be skipping through, but about two verses down, you're going to see this. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. Then Saul, who was also called Paul. What that's about is Saul was his Hebrew name. So when he's with the Jews, he'd be known as Saul. But now he's going out to the Gentiles. Paul is his name as a citizen of Rome, which is interesting. But you see Luke will call him by this Jewish name, Saul, when he was talking there. But then when he moves out from that place, and this is really from this point on, we see him use this name, Paul. And it's, uh, it comes from a Greek word, polis, which means small. Augustine wrote about this saying that he probably purposely picked this name because he was constantly saying, I am the least of these. I am small. I am the least of the apostles. It's kind of interesting, actually, that even in his name, he wants to show this humility as he brings this message of Christ. So this is really where you see a shift from going from the Jews to the Gentiles. So then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elimus. Now, this guy is like this magician sorcerer dude, and I've skipped a lot of the verses where they were explaining him, but when they hit Cyprus, he knows this is trouble for him because he was sort of the magician guy. I don't know what that means, but apparently he does magic and cool stuff, and everyone liked him and followed him, and this new God was coming in, and Paul and Barnabas are sharing about this new God, and he sees this as almost like a turf battle. This is like an ancient turf battle of, between gangs, and this is going to cost him some of what he has already gained in the area. And so he's really angry about it, and he's like telling everyone how awful Paul is, and he's around him, and so Paul gets fed up with it, looks straight at Elimus and says, you are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You're full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. So basically pulls no punches. This turf war gets real. They're just, they're dropping bombs right here. If you can say that for the ancient times. Now understand where he is. This is Cyprus. Um, Cyprus was known for Aphrodite. 
they were infamous for worshiping her, and they even said she lives there. They were all about this particular God. And what's interesting, whether it's real or pretend sorcery among the Jews in this time period, is they were actually doing magic, like miracles. And so when Jesus comes along, they just assume it's just another sorcery, except Jesus kept going and going. And the, the stuff that Christ does so far out surpasses that they're like, wait, this is like a different power altogether. But it kind of reminds us of Egypt when Moses first comes back. When Moses comes back in Egypt, you notice that some of the scripture, when they're doing their miracles by God, the magicians of that time period actually do the same miracles until a certain point. And then there's a certain point where they can't keep up and the snakes like eating their snakes and it keeps going more and more into where they finally realize, oh, this God is much bigger than where we are. But what to catch there is there is this early power, this early power from the enemy, from whatever's going on here, where you have to confront some real spiritual war that's happening in Egypt. It happens here where you're facing these serious like outside powers and you have to have this boldness to be able to say, no, my God is bigger than what you worship. What they worship, there's something there and it's something evil and it's, it's, it's something you have to face head on, but your God is bigger. Now this is, it gets kind of crazy here, but what we see is Paul stepping up pulling no punches, and saying, my God is bigger. Now, I think in our life, when we talk about stuff like this, we talk about making fresh starts, there is going to be pushback. And this whole chapter is going to have this, what this pushback looks like. But it's important to understand this. When you step out, there is an enemy. There is a real enemy. There is a real pushback. And it can come back at you in a very difficult way in a powerful way from this enemy. Will you have the boldness to step up like Paul and say, my God is bigger? Because you have to have that. So it goes on, Paul continues and says, will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You're going to be blind for a time. So here he is speaking power in this moment. Not even able to see the light of the sun, immediately mist and darkness came over him, and he groped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. He's literally blind. And when the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was amazed at this teaching about the Lord. So in that moment, when he's bold, when he steps out, steps forward in faith, and says what God has led him to do, that's when someone was moved and changed. So his boldness when we talk about making these changes in our life, what I see it is you go from the sidelines of Christianity, the sidelines of believing, kind of the in and out type of Christian, to an all in, in the game, on the team, fighting on a daily basis for God. There's a difference between being on the sidelines as a spectator and being in the game itself. The people on the sidelines have a good idea about the game. They talk about the game. They talk about everything there is to know about God, but they don't know the intricacies of living it on a daily basis. The spectator cares very little about what happens to their team. When something happens, they're like, oh, man, the Christians, this, that, whatever. But when you're in it, 
it feels like life and death when things are happening to your fellow believers and your fellow Christians. The outsider thinks that they can make a difference when they're yelling kind of like what to do from the outside. We see a lot of this in the church too, kind of yelling at, all right, you guys need to be doing this. Whereas participants know what it means for victory, know that they have to get dirty to get in the trenches and be a part of something. There's a difference between a spectator Christian and an all-in Christian. And I think Paul shows us, it's just a few chapters ago when he has this dramatic life change with God, when he goes from Saul to Paul. A few chapters ago, he was just learning and realizing who God was in his life. And he goes from a spectator who was chasing down Christians, talking about how awful they were, to now being all in and in the midst of the battle itself and stepping forward and saying with power and boldness who God is and for this enemy to step back. There is a difference when we begin to step up and be all in Christians. The spectators are great at giving their two cents about God's stuff, what God people should be doing, what Christians should be doing, without actually directly being involved themselves. So you have to be very careful that you're not a spectator Christian. Every believer is either a spectator or a full participant. And I think Paul gives us sort of a journey in this chapter of what the difference looks like. The first, as I have said many times, is this boldness. It's point one in your notes. Be bold. Are you willing to step up and be all in with boldness? What I notice happens here in Cyprus is they are bold in the moment, and the proconsul has changed, but that's about it. What actually, with the real results and the power of what God does next, happens in Antioch. So they move from this island of Cyprus to this place called Antioch. And what God does in Antioch is this huge, huge, effective miracle. We'll read about it in a second. But what I want you to catch here is the difference between being bold where you are and having very little results, but being faithful in the moment and God using you in the next place. Watch what happens in Acts 13. After the reading from the law, they're now in Antioch, and the prophets the leaders of the synagogue sent word to them saying, Brothers, if you have a word of exhortation for the people, please speak. What a different audience. They have gone from a magician sorcerer guy in their face to where they have to deal with that to now stepping up, beginning to share, and being called in to speak about their God. So they go on. There's verses, a lot of verses here. I'm going to jump all the way to verse 38 and to the very end. And they talk all about who Jesus is to this crowd. And then he says, through him, this is Jesus Christ, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I am going to do something in your days that you would never believe even if someone told you. He's still speaking with such a boldness to this crowd. And this crowd is moved by it. I feel like as we make these fresh start challenges, there's going to be this pushback that we face, and we're going to have to decide how bold we want to be. 
Do we want to push through? I think Paul and Barnabas have every right to step back and go, whoa, this is a little wild here. Aphrodite, magician guy, and they could just move on. But that's not what they do. They step up in the moment, and they're faithful. And what I see God do is if you're faithful with where you are, you're faithful with the scenario that's right in front of you, then he uses you in the next spot. I'll say it like this. There's probably something as you step up. That's kind of a roadblock. You step up, you move forward, and you keep hitting this roadblock. Like, ugh, I just, I'm tired of this. And so we want to step back and kind of just move and go in another direction. But what we'll find in this life, if we're not going to face our issue directly in the moment, we'll just face it again a different way. You'll find this in all scenarios of life. If you're not willing to face the current issue, the current problem, the current situation, whatever it is, the current challenge, if you're not willing to step into it right then and you want to step back, regroup, go at something else, you're going to hit the same problem. It's just got a different name on it, a different sort of scenario on it, but it's the same issue. And what God wants us to do is say, you know what? Believe in me now, right where you are. Be bold with your fresh start right here, right now, with whatever you're facing. Because what I have for you is something more. But you have to be faithful and bold in the current situation. And if you'll step through it, there's always going to be pushback. But if you step through it, I have something more for you. Amen? Amen. So here's what we see with Paul and Barnabas. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and the devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. Don't let that slip by. They went from one dude that they're dealing with and they face it boldly. And because they face it boldly, now they're preaching to the entire city. Catch that. What if God has you reaching the entire city of your Belinda or Anaheim Hills or Fullerton, but he's saying, I need you to be bold in the moment. I need you to be faithful in the moment. You're facing something that may seem huge, but it's small. If you will go through that then I have the entire city coming into what's next. That's what we see here. Faithful with where you are, because God has even more for you down the road. The second thing I think Paul shows us is fulfilling purpose. Paul moves from not truly knowing his purpose and thinking he did, to actually fulfilling what God had called him to. His boldness in Cyprus allows him to fill his purpose in Antioch. We were also created with purpose. I don't know how it all ends, like what this final you know, thing looks like where heaven and hell are in front of you. And we're going to sit there and go, oh, you mean I was supposed to do something while I was on earth? I don't know how that's going to feel or sense. I think there's going to be some sort of moment there where you're like, oh, so I wasn't just supposed to kind of hang out, have homes, have kids, and be happy. Like, there was more to life than that. The Bible said that every other chapter, but I thought maybe it was wrong. I don't know how that's going to look. But there's going to be some kind of moment where a lot of people 
are going to say to God, oh, you created me for a purpose? And it's going to sound really weird because he's told us that, and we know this to be true. You were uniquely designed right where you are, right where you live, in the scenario that you're in. And you were purposely made by God, handcrafted for exactly where you are and what you're doing and you're facing. And he says, I have a purpose for you. Will we fulfill that? We see Paul and Barnabas fulfilling their purpose in the moment and God using them in the next city. This persistence we see in them to be available, to be used by God wherever, whenever, to whoever, always prepared with an answer. Listen to this persistence of Paul in Acts 13 near the end. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Where's the pushback coming from now? Now it's the Jews. In our day, it would be the, the super Christians, the ones that know the, the Bible backwards and forwards. So hear this. At first, the pushback is this outside guy that really knows nothing about God and Jesus. He is a complete outsider pushing back because you're taking territory from him. But now, as the whole city begins to take notice of Paul and Barnabas, who is the pushback from? This inner Christian, someone who knows the Bible, knows Jesus, and yet just doesn't like what you're doing for some apparent reason. Catch this. That pushback that you face in your life, it comes from the outside. And unfortunately, it also comes from the inside. Will you have the boldness? They show boldness in both scenarios. Will we have the boldness in our lives, whether the pushback's from the outside or it's from that inside person who should be your biggest fan, who should know, who should be excited about these new fresh starts you're making, these new changes, and for some reason, they're just not that excited about it. I don't know why, but the Bible shows us that's real. That happens. Will we have the boldness both from the outside and the inside to push through to what God has us made for? Purpose. Last one in your notes there. We become part of the greater mission when we do this. You are part of this grand mission of God. I don't know why, but he chose to use us. That's exciting. So be a part of the mission. Here's what happens at the end. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region. Because they were bold, because they knew that they were there for purpose, because they knew they were part of the mission, they kept pushing forward even through the outside pushback and the inside pushback, to still see the word of the Lord spread through the whole region. That's what I want my life to be like. It's what I want your lives to be like. 
Yeah, of course there's pushback. That's what Acts 13 is all about, showing all of this inner workings of life that still goes on today. You're still facing that on a daily basis. You're trying to step up. We're in week three of Fresh Start. You may be hitting all these roadblocks at this point. Will you be bold enough to continue to move forward? Because God has a plan, and he's using you, and the message of this Christ will spread if you're faithful. Pull this card out again. If you already have started your card, what I did is at the bottom of your bulletin, I just put, all right, what's this week's step? So if you've already started, you already have one of these at home, in your bulletin, I want you to write down, all right, how am I going to be bold this week? What's one of these things that I'm going to accomplish this week? And I want you to put time and place, be very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for there? Intentional, thank you, with exactly what you're going to do this week. Bold. What are you going to do to be bold? And if you haven't done anything, you can use this card and write on here what you're going to do this week. The second thing, are you going to be uh, using your purpose? And this is where you know your spiritual gift. You know you've been created by God. And you know you're uniquely placed in a certain place right now. How are you going to be a part of that this week? Using your creativity, your spiritual gifts, the reason that you were put on the planet. What one of these things, which one of them are you going to do that's going to fulfill that this week? And then the greater mission. How can you be part of the greater mission? God's called you to be part of the greater mission. Maybe it's reaching a neighbor. Maybe it's inviting someone over. I don't know. But write down something specific of how you're going to be part of the mission of God this week. Take some time to do that. And I'll pray while you're doing it. If you haven't written anything down, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> Take some time right now and write something down. Father, I thank you for each and every person in this room with just this amount of people can absolutely change the world. You did it with less. Two guys changed two cities. What could you do with everything that's in this room? God, let us be that bold. Let us believe like that. Every head bowed, every eye closed. For some of you, this is really maybe beyond where you are. And you might be at the first step of just believing this Jesus Christ at all. And I want to invite you to be bold this morning. I'm not going to pull you up front or do anything weird, but I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith. If you're in here and you're saying that I just need this Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life, I believe that he died for my sins, was buried, and then rose again, forgiving me of all my sins. The Bible speaks of making a public confession of your faith. And when you make this public confession of your faith before man, he's going to make it before God upon your behalf. So again, I'm not going to do anything weird, but if you're in here and you're saying, I just need to take that first step, I want you to raise your hand and say, that's me. I just need this Jesus Christ to be my Savior. Lift your hand up and lift it up for a second. Amen. 
anyone else? Amen. Anyone else? God, I pray for these, and I just thank you, Lord. I pray you would begin to just reveal yourself in new ways to them. Surround them with people that would be encouragement. And I pray, Lord, in their boldness, that they were also just beginning to be a witness for you. And as they experience you, they begin sharing it with others. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this morning. And I thank you for this fresh start that people are making in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.